Welcome to Leveraging Leadership, where we unpack the art of business leadership. I'm your host, Emily Sander, C-suite executive turned leadership coach. And today we are talking about how good leaders challenge their teams. For today's leaders, a large emphasis is placed on creating a safe space to work and making people feel supported. And I'm all for that. People should feel supported. You should create a safe space for teams to work in. Please continue to do that. And that's where people know what's expected of them, have the proper training and resources, they have a good team culture to come into, all the interactions with people are baseline respectful, all of that stuff. Don't think I'm endorsing an old school drill sergeant mentality where it's okay to attack or berate people. It's never okay to maliciously push people beyond their limits. At the same time, it's also critical to remember that people like the sense of achievement that comes from taking on and overcoming a challenge. So taking on a difficulty and wrestling with it and trying to think about it in a new way and maybe not even thinking they can do this and then doing it and then overcoming it. So if you don't have that, if you don't have that second piece, you can create a space of stagnation or complacency as well. Rather, today's leaders should look to cultivate an environment that both supports and challenges their teams to be the best. Okay, so and moving out from that business perspective, just in general, humans enjoy a challenge. Humans enjoy a challenge, and we know this intuitively if we think about it. Think how you feel when you grow or progress or improve at something. I mean, that's what life is all about. We, we thrive on that as individuals and also as a society. So if you think about, you know, human race or, you know, your country or, or whatever, if everyone just stood still and didn't push the envelope and didn't push past what they think are their limits or barriers, the society wouldn't get very far in terms of new innovation and technology and different ways to do things. All right, with that, let's look at three examples that explore the, the motivating power of challenge. And these are from all over different, uh, different arenas. So the first one is from the ancient world, and it's Philip of Macedon. And I was listening to a great podcast about Philip of Macedon. You might not have heard of him, but you probably heard of his son, who was Alexander of Macedon, otherwise known as Alexander the Great. So he did some pretty phenomenal things back in the day. Um, anyway, Philip, early in his life and career, was the leader of Macedon, and he was faced with this huge threat. They had invading barbarian tribes from a whole bunch of different directions. And in some spots, they were outnumbering his army four to one. So they were vastly outnumbered. And so Philip was traveling across Macedonia, trying to recruit and rally various nobles and various tribes and various allies to join his cause. And sometimes he was very charming and persuasive and flattering. And other times he threw down a challenge and he would say, be men. That was his famous rallying cry for this campaign. Be men. And, and all the soldiers back then were men. So this is your chance to prove that you're real men. And they did. They did. They joined forces with him and they were able to defeat the barbarians. And so Philip was able to keep his country intact and keep himself on the throne. And later on, Alexander would be able to take over um, from that. So that's an example where, you know, it's true. People want to be treated well. And maybe in some cases, it's good to flatter and, and be positive um, towards people. But other times it's putting down the challenge and throwing down the gauntlet that really fires people up. The second example is from the animal kingdom, and it's about bees in space. So little bees, the yellow and black things that fly and buzz around Earth in space. And I think they were doing this experiment to see the effects on their bodies and, and their communication, and like, like their pheromones and how they um, interact as a hive. And what happened by the end of the experiment was all the bees died. All the bees died. 
And the scientists concluded that on Earth, bees have to buzz their wings to move around. And in space, there's no gravity, so bees don't have to do that. And because they stopped buzzing around and having to work to move, they died. And there was this article I was reading about lessons learned from bees in space. And, and I'll read you a little short excerpt from that article. And it says, quote, fighting against the pull of gravity proved to be a challenge crucial to the bees' health. Using the story as a metaphor, people don't mature when life is easy. Instead, development occurs only in the presence of physical and mental challenges. By leaving one comfort zone and embracing moments of hardship and struggle, people set themselves up for growth and future success. So not only is challenge a powerful motivator, it's critical to our ability to survive and thrive. Okay, this third example comes from the film world. I heard someone say that the other day. I was like, do you watch movies? Because I watch movies and I love movies. But this next example is from the film world, and it is Star Trek, the movie Star Trek. And it was the one, the first movie with Chris Pine as Captain Kirk. So when they revamped that whole series, it was the first movie of that. And in the very first scene, spoiler alert, um, but the movie's been out for 10 years, so I've don't feel bad sharing this. In the first scene, Kirk's father sacrifices himself to save the crew of his starship and pregnant wife, who is pregnant with Kirk. Fun fact, that father is Chris Hemsworth, a young Chris Hemsworth, worth the price of admission there. Years later, as a rebellious young man, Kirk gets into a bar fight with this Starfleet cadet. And this other Starfleet captain, Christopher Pike, breaks it up. And Captain Pike pulls the two people apart and kind of shoves Kirk into a corner and calms him down. And then they get into this conversation and they're talking about the man's decision-making skills and his lack of direction. And at the same time, Pike is commending Kirk for his aptitude and pushing him to go enlist in Starfleet. You can, you can go to Starfleet Academy, graduate in four years, and become a captain just like your dad. And Kirk is having none of it. He's like sitting there with a bloody nose. Are we done yet, old man? Like this is, I know who my father was. Are we done yet? And Captain Kirk's, or Captain Pike says, okay, I understand. I'm going to leave you with this. Your father was a captain of a starship for 12 minutes. He saved 800 lives, including your mother's and your own. I dare you to do better. Oh, it gives me chills just thinking about it. I dare you to do better. And the delivery was great. So if you just watch the movie just for that line, it's awesome. And the scene ends and the very next scene is the next morning and Kirk is riding his motorcycle up to the spaceship that's about to take the next round of cadets up to Starfleet Academy. So Kirk does enlist. And as he gets on the shuttle, he sees Pike and he says, four years to graduate, I'll do it in three. Oh, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. It was an awesome scene and just another example of, of where that can be used as a powerful motivator to change someone's life. Okay, so that was three examples. I just thought of another one. So this is a personal example. So this is like a bonus round. But in a previous role I was in, I was running a deployment team. And so we would onboard new customers and, and set them up on our platform. And so time to revenue and the accuracy of our configuration were the benchmarks for our success. And our sales pipeline was really strong for a quarter and one period of time. And one month in particular, we needed to 
complete a big push of deployments. And I, I was talking with the sales team and they were telling me all this stuff was coming down the pipe. And I was talking to the account management team who we handed off to and like the leadership team about forecasting all this stuff. And um, I went to my team at our team meeting and stood up there and said, hey, you know, as you know, sales has been kicking butt and we're getting a lot of new accounts and we're about to get more, which is a good problem for the business. And we need to run our leg of the race and make sure we get these deployed as quickly and as accurately as possible. And I said, I've, I've spoken to the leadership team. I've spoken to all of our, our different colleagues across, across the business. And I've said that we can do a little bit more than we usually do. And let's just say, for example purposes, a, a normal month is 100 deployments. And so I said, okay, we were able to commit to 125 deployments. I committed us to 125. The business needs this. We can all step up. Um, this, is, this is our new expectation. And then I said, but to you guys alone, I'm saying this. I challenge you to do 200. I challenge you to do 200. And 125 was was already outside of, you know, what we were comfortable with. And that was a stretch goal. And people were kind of looking around saying, like, is that for real? Like, could we do 200? Like, what would it take? And people were shouting stuff out, like, that's a moonshot. Like, that's crazy. Like, we'd all have to become rainbow unicorns, someone said. And uh, some and someone else caught on to that and says, sounds like someone just signed themselves up to dress like a rainbow unicorn if we hit that mark in 30 days. And I said, yes, I will gladly dress up as a rainbow unicorn if you hit this stretch of a stretch goal. And so after that, I'm like, game on, okay. Uh, and and over the course of the next few hours and the next few days, I overheard and noticed that people were on their own coordinating amongst themselves and saying, hey, can, can you stay late Thursday? I can stay late Thursday. We can tag team this part. Or, you know, hey, guys, what are you doing this weekend? If we got a group lunch, we could all sit in the conference room and knock this stuff out together. And they did it. They, I mean, it was hard and it was tough and people had to think of new ways to do things. People also also just had to work harder a little bit and, and rally together, but they found ways to put all these things together and they did it amongst themselves. And I was so proud of them at the end. I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, we did it. And it was just so impressive for themselves, to themselves. It was impressive to the sales team. They were bananas because, of course, all the salespeople were thrilled to get the things through a month early. And the business was just uh, really, really pleased and proud of them. And, of course, at the next team meeting, I did, true to my word, I did dress up head to toe as a rainbow unicorn. And I actually have pictures of this somewhere. I have pictures of this somewhere. So I will try to dig around and find some way to attach them to the show notes just to show you how, uh, how amazing I looked. Okay, takeaways for this episode. Find your next challenge. Consider what we talked about above, the different examples, and ask yourself, how can I challenge my team? How can I light a fire under them in a good way? What can you dare them to do? What can you say? I dare you to do that. I dare you to. And then take a look at yourself and apply those same lessons and on your own skills and abilities. And where can you push yourself to grow and improve? And one thing here is what scares you? What makes you go, oh, no, 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 I, Emily, I can, no, 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 I'm not doing that. No, no, no. Or that you've always bumped up against and said, oh, how do I avoid that? Or, oh, I'm not good at that. Or, oh, I'm too scared to do that. And you just work around it. Find those things and say, I dare you. Look in the mirror. I dare you to do that. I dare you to prove to yourself that you can do that. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I will catch you next week on Leveraging Leadership. This episode is brought to you by Next Level Coaching. If you or anyone you know would like to learn more about executive leadership coaching, please visit www.nextlevel.coach.